And now with aviation news from the only country that can call itself a continent, here's Steve Vischer with the Australia News Desk. Dateline, June 27th, 2009. Well, g'day folks, it's Steve Fisher here at the Airplane Geeks Australia desk, and with me is Grant as always. G'day, Grant. G'day, Steve. How you going, mate? Yeah, very well, thanks, mate. There's certainly been no shortage of aviation stories in Australia to choose from this week. Here's a selection of the best ones. And this first story appeared in the Herald Sun newspaper. That's heraldsun.com.au, of course. And uh, the biggest story this week concerns Qantas cancelling an order for Boeing Dreamliner aircraft. The article by Jeff Easdown and reads, uh, Qantas has put Boeing on notice over the troubled 787 Dreamliner by cancelling 15 orders and deferring the delivery of another 15 planes. The decision shores up the carrier's balance sheet, saving $3 billion in aircraft payments at a time when the airline is bleeding cash because of the global financial crisis. The Herald Sun was told that Qantas can expect to recover another $200 million that Boeing charged to reserve slots on the 787 assembly line in Seattle, but the cancellations and deferrals will deny Jetstar the planes it needs to pursue its aggressive growth plan for Asia. The Dreamliner was to be the plane that flew budget-conscious Australians to new destinations such as Seoul, Chinese cities, and on to Southern Europe. Jetstar was to get the first of a fleet order of 15 Dreamliners next May, but it's been told that it won't get the first 787 before the last quarter of 2013, seven years after the jets were first expected to arrive here in Australia. Yesterday, just days after Boeing admitted to a wing box failure, it said it was cancelling its order for 15 larger long-haul 787-9 series jets and deferred the order for 15 smaller 787-8 series jets that Jetstar was to get. That's pretty full-on stuff, mate. That obviously speaks to uh, some pretty major flaws there in the 787's development program, which is probably not unexpected. Mm. Well, it's, uh, as as I mentioned to you before, mate, it's the, uh, for Boeing to actually put that first flight back it's got to be something really serious because they would have been pushing everything they could to get that puppy in the air so yeah that's that's it's got to be a big issue to actually keep it on the ground because as we're seeing here with Qantas it gives the airlines leverage to be able to say well you're not fulfilling your side of the bargain we're walking away it certainly does, and uh, it says here further on in the article too that Qantas has uh, seen its full-year profit slump to between 100 and $200 million Australian, which uh, would certainly be an amount of money that would look in good in my bank account, but uh, it's probably not much when you're running an airline. <laughs> yeah, I'm not an airline of Qantas Group size, but uh, I know uh, the the comments have been made that Jeff Dixon, the previous CEO, is probably sitting on the sidelines going, phew, thank God I'm out of there, because Alan Joyce, the new CEO, has got a pretty hot bucket of water that he's fallen into. Uh, one of the other comments that was made here in the article is that uh, Jetstar may have to look at leasing some uh, aircraft that are grounded and in storage at the moment. Uh, having a look at some lists of stored aircraft that I found on speednews.com, it seems there's no shortage of uh, narrow and wide-body jets. For instance, there appears to be close on 80 767 aircraft perfectly usable but are in storage at the moment now. Well, I wonder how many of those are ex-Qantas 767s. Well, we know at least four of them are, but uh, yeah. maybe they could get those aircraft back or, I mean, they'd uh, grab some off BA as they've done in the past. Yeah, anything's possible. Anything's possible and with Qantas uh, they're never uh, short of generating news for us here in Australia. Funny you should mention that because I've got another Qantas story to go here. This one is printed in the Australian from Teresa Oi. Uh, I believe that's how I say her name. Basically Qantas is causing a bit of a stink with the Australian and International Pilots Association. As we just mentioned they have uh, recently put a few 767s into mothballs that were being used on the uh, Trans-Tasman 
between Australia and New Zealand. And now they've just gone and turned around and wet leased a Boeing 767 freighter. So not so much the aircraft, but more so much the pilots. They've just put these air, their, their own 767s out, the passenger ones, and they've, they've forced 50 pilots to take extended leave. And then they've turned around and they've uh, wet leased a 767 freighter with crew uh, because that's cheaper than using local crew to fly it. That will be a big issue for Qantas pilots. There is a great divide in that group between uh, Jetstar pilots and Qantas pilots in terms of the way their employment contracts are structured. They, they, certainly, they certainly get a lot more flexibility out of uh, Jetstar pilots and probably pay them a lot less too. Qantas pilots are, are on a good deal and you can't blame them for wanting to protect that. That's, what, that's why they're one of the reasons they're trying to push a lot of into, into Jetstar because it makes their life so much easier. Yes, and uh, I know you mentioned Jeff Dixon earlier. Uh, he would never shy away from an issue like this. It'll be interesting to see how Alan Joyce handles touchy Indeed. issues such as this one. Indeed. And moving into our next story here, Grant, looks like we've got a bit of closure for the previously stranded A340 here in Melbourne. As we were saying last week, uh, Emirates A340 had a uh, tail strike down here in Melbourne and uh, indications were that the aircraft was still in Melbourne. Well, it seems that within a day of us recording our last session, the aircraft actually left Melbourne. They estimate it's going to cost $100 million to repair the jet. This is an article from news.com.au and it's by Jeff Easdown and uh, it's got a nice little photo here of the bum of the A340 with a very nasty skid mark right the way along it, including the broken bits. As I mentioned, Emirates are expecting to pay $100 million to repair this aircraft. Now, to get it out of Melbourne, because it had the rear bulkhead fractured, they couldn't pressurise it. So they're flying all the way back to Toulouse from Melbourne, Australia, at less than 12,000 feet. This thing's going to go through a lot of fuel on its way. It's going to be a long, slow flight, and uh, gee whiz, uh, Grant, those crews will certainly be earning some overtime when they get back. Oh, yeah. Uh, They're actually going to take the entire tail and the last two sections of the fuselage off so that they can replace the fractured rear bulkhead so this is this is really big interestingly too um, from an airplane geeks point of view uh, i noticed that that aircraft departed using an airbus call sign or an airbus flight number rather than using a uh, emirates flight number yeah and no, all they've, they've had a whole lot of uh french pilots and engineers down here working on it getting ready to ferry it i reckon it's going to take four days and use, quote, copious quantities of fuel. They're going to go from Melbourne to Bali to Singapore to Dubai and to Cairo before finally getting to France. And just briefly, Grant, uh, one more quick article here uh, that we found in the business section of the Australian newspaper this week, Uh, something that we'll uh, just mention briefly here now and um, keep an eye on for future reports, talking about our friends across the Tasman at Air New Zealand. They've been urged to consider an alliance with Virgin Blue. It says here to cut costs and create a stronger competitor to Qantas. It's according to a report by Macquarie Bank analysts. They're saying uh, a tie-up through a takeover or significant investment by Air New Zealand in Virgin Blue would improve improve profitability on routes and save money by eliminating engineering, maintenance and duplication. So yeah, rather interesting proposal there. Can't see it happening myself, but if there's any further movement on that issue, uh, we'll be sure to let you know. And those were the pick of the articles from this week, uh, in a week where we did have quite a a smorgasbord of articles to choose from. Uh, We hope you enjoyed those ones. I'm Steve Vischer. And I'm Graham McCarran. And we'll talk to you all again next week. Bye-bye. Luego.